I've asked uh, the unbelievable Yishai Fleischer, spokesman for the Chevron Jewish community and somebody who always gives us a very interesting analysis of what's happening in Israel to join us. Yishai Fleischer, spokesman for the Chevron Jewish community, is right now in the holy city of Jerusalem. And he joins us live via telephone on this Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Parsha's bow at JM in the AM. Yishai, shalom, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, great to be with you. And I can't believe that I'm uh, in, in Malcolm's spot. That's like, <laughs> that's like uh, I'm like sitting in the, in the Rosh Hashiva seat or something. It's not, it's not right. I'm, I, I don't know if I can handle it. I, it's bigger I, than me. I'm sure he would say you're too kind, but, <laughs> but very nice of you to point out. Uh, Yishai, I, I got to start with this. I, I, I must admit, uh, you're probably thinking what made Nachum Siegel think of Yishai Fleischer this week. And as I'm watching the scenes from Amona, I am saying to myself, you know, a, a real big thinker, somebody who understands the big picture of not only Jewish history, but the perspective of the Jewish future as well, no doubt looks at what happened in Amona this week probably differently than I did. What were you thinking as you were watching Israeli forces evacuate and basically, uh, you know, be in charge of an expulsion of a Jewish community in Amona? I think it's a fair question, uh, and, and I think that, that, that a person could get very disheartened about the project of the Jewish state, uh, about Israel and Zionism, the return of Jewish people to the land of Israel. It's one thing when you have Nazis or any other enemies that the Jewish people have faced for the last thousands of years, you know, doing these things to us, kicking us out of the proverbial Anatevka. I, 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 you know, that, that's one thing. But then when when you have your own Jewish forces, Israeli forces, with the flag of Israel on their helmets or on their uh, uniforms, uh, doing this this thing, which is not only was it uh, not only was it a stupid thing to do in in the sense that it empowers the jihad, uh, it it, uh, it destroys the Jewish community in the land of Israel. It's certainly not what the God of Israel intends. Uh, it was also practically uh, unjustifiable because um, the Supreme Court really ruled to ev- evacuate and evict the Jews of Amona based on very flimsy evidence uh, that maybe there is some Arab landowner there and on a very small part of, of the Amona community. Uh, and if even if that is true, which it was really not proved to be true, the simple answer in every country, in every normal democracy, is compensation. You pay money. Yep. for whatever land you built on with good faith. Well, stop, for, uh, stop for a second there, Yishai, because we brought up this point this week, you know, eminent domain, compensation, etc. Why is it that we don't behave in that manner? Why is it that the government of Israel in that way does not behave the way most governments would? Right, so, so uh, that, that is the question, but I want to just sharpen what you just said right now, which is, it wasn't really the government of Israel. The government of Israel and the police and the and the police powers of Israel were being um, kind of controlled by the Supreme Court. Really, the question is, where is the justice system and especially the Supreme Court, which is the the law of the land? Uh, you know, in in our modern state of Israel, the Torah is not the law of the land. It's it's the it's the laws of the state of Israel, which is an understand which is understandable. It's a, it was really built originally as a secular state. And uh, and its laws are a hodgepodge of of you know various democracies. But in any case, why is it that the Supreme Court did not act 
in, in accordance with, with norms of other democracies is really unknown. That's one of the reasons why why people are so upset about it. I mean, the, the, they postulate that this uh, kind of liberal elite um, wants to preemptively strike against a community that can replace its way of thinking um, with, with, a, with, a, with a different way of thinking. Now, the analysis I'm just telling you right now is, is much deeper than what you're going to read in the New York Times or anywhere else, meaning, meaning to say that there's really a culture war here, right. and that's what's, what's behind this, and not what frontally seems like a land dispute with some other owner, because we know the simple answer that would happen anywhere else if such a case would arise, which is compensation. By the way, just to make it clear, no other ab landowner was clearly proven. The the actual provenance of of the land, the actual ownership, was never really was never really proven in court. And therefore, you know, on on every, on every level, people are just scratching their heads and asking themselves, uh, what is this all about? But but your original question was, how does a person who has a, a you know a bigger vision for the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel and the and the era of the Third Commonwealth, how do you? How do you swallow this all because you could get very, very disheartened? And I know also that, that when you're sitting in America and you see these images, it, it colors your whole perspective of, of what Israel is. Right. Uh, but, but the truth is, is that, um, I don't know if it's the truth, but my hope and my opinion is, is that um, it's a little bit like on Yom Kippur. You have the service inside the temple, and then you also have the scapegoat, so the Sir Lazazel, and uh, according to many uh, commentaries, that that Sir Lazazel is a kind of uh, kind of sacrifice to kind of um, uh, get the dark forces of this world to to look away, to kind of like get distract on um, feast on a sacrifice, so that we could get to, to the job of the real thing. The, the Jewish people uh, are expanding in Judea and Samaria. We're coming home. We're, we're having a lot of children. Houses are going up. Um, I just had guests from Australia here. They said uh, they said to me. I have never seen a country where so much is being built at any given time. It's right. just constantly being built. And so, yes, uh, the destruction of Amona is absolutely a grave and horrific injustice. It was also an incredibly stupid thing to do with the advent of a new American president, right? It's like this is the signal that we're sending to him. Hey, hey, Donald Trump, uh, what we want to do in Israel is destroy Jewish communities. Let's keep going with that, right? So that was the opening salvo of, of you know, our move during his presidency. Not very smart, not, very good, not a very good move for us. Uh, but what I think is, is that the, the dark forces need a little bit of appeasement. Uh, there was a little bit of appeasement to the Supreme Court of Israel. There was a little bit of appeasement to the Europeans or to you know, uh, other forces that want to see the, the jihad, that want to see Judea and Samaria destroyed. But the much bigger project moves forward. And that's, by the way, why here in Israel there wasn't a super radical um, explosion of emotion, right. but a, a rather uh, you know, tepid one, a timid one, really because people understood this is a very sad and, and wrong and a grave injustice that was perpetrated, but it's relatively small as compared to the much bigger project. J.M. and the A.M. Yishai Fleischer with his live via telephone from Jerusalem. Weekly update returns next week. Malcolm Holmline traveling today. Um, with, with that in mind, your statement about the new president... I don't know what the level of enthusiasm was in Israel in general uh, with this election. It's hard to gauge. You could probably tell us more uh, in terms of whether people were realistically thrilled or unrealistically thrilled. But we do see now that the White House warned Israel yesterday to cease settlement announcements that are unilateral and undermining of President Trump's efforts 
to forge Middle East peace. This, according to a senior administration official, told to the Jerusalem Post. Do you and and, and you just mentioned what you did about Amona? D- does the activities or or the type of uh, activities like Amona's expulsion uh, lend itself? to the president being able to make a statement like this, or as you just suggested a few minutes ago, or are these two things probably unrelated? First thing, uh, when, we, when we think about Nachum, when we think about the expulsion of Amona, just, just one more image for you. Imagine the jihadists, you know, sitting in, in some, some place, you know, in Shechem or in Hebron or, or in uh, eastern Jerusalem, and just looking at us kicking our own people out of, uh, you know, a land that, that our own government sent them to and have, they've been there for, for, for 15, 20 years, and they're just laughing. Like, our, our enemies are just laughing at us, and they're thinking, this is great. We don't even have to do anything. Let's just let the Jews uh, uh, get rid of, uh, destroy these communities themselves. They'll, they'll do it eventually if we just keep up this propaganda that, it, that it's ours and, and the, the Zionists are, uh, are occupiers and foreigners. And, and similarly, to uh, with Elora Zarya, the soldier who shot the the downed terrorist who basically executed him some uh, seven minutes after or eleven minutes after uh, he had fallen, right. um, you know the the, uh, the the first the jihadist that came to kill the Jewish soldiers he was uh, neutralized, but then in the second round of the war in what I call the narrative warfare or the media warfare we lost that one we 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 hanged our own soldier needs to say we did the work of the jihad for us they wanted to destroy him. And they didn't get him on the first round, but they got him on the second round. But, but this time, we are the ones who were who were doing the execution. So, you know, there's uh, we, we fall into a horrible trap of empowering and doing ourselves what the jihad and, and other uh, you know anti-Israel forces would do. I think anyway. What do you uh, think? Regarding it, to right, what do you think of the Trump statement? With regarding to President Trump, first thing I think that there was general excitement. Uh, it's important to remember that Israel is a sovereign country. When we have to make our own decisions. And uh, President Trump is the president of the free world of America, but he's not the prime minister of the state of Israel. It's important that Israel acts and remembers that it has to act independently. And we kind of learned that in the Obama era, that we have to act independently and we have to be more robust in our policy and, and do what we need to do in order to protect ourselves. With regarding to, to President Trump, there was excitement uh, that President Trump would be not antithetical to to, to the progress of Jews in Judea and Samaria or to the right of, of Jerusalem to be recognized as, as the capital of the state of Israel, um, and that basically he wouldn't obstruct any longer. He wouldn't obstruct any longer what other presidents of the United States have been doing, which is obstructing, for example, the recognition of Jerusalem as the capital of the state of Israel. I must say here, just in quick parentheses, that it's not President Trump who will potentially move uh, the embassy to Jerusalem. He will not do no such thing. It's the will of the American people, as expressed in the 1995 uh, Jerusalem Embassy Act, which was signed by two houses of Congress and a president. It's the will of the American people to move the embassy to Jerusalem, and the other presidents have been obstructing it. All we're looking for from President Trump is don't obstruct it any longer. With regard to this report in the Jerusalem Post, which has been widely quoted, I don't know. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see what the reality is. Uh, one of the things about President Trump is that uh, uh, it was said during the campaign that his detractors took him, uh, took him uh, not seriously, literally and not seriously. Right. But his supporters uh, take him seriously but not literally. Right. We'll see. 
to me, I very much doubt that his vice president, Mike Pence, is going to is going to be in favor of a two-state solution and stopping the quote-unquote settlement. I, I, we know Mike Pence for a long time. Uh, we know we even know President Trump for a long time. Jewish people, especially many people in your audience, know this man very, very well. And so, um, I'm, I'm, you know, so so the Jerusalem Post quoted somebody. Who knows if that's not a political spin to, to get people off his back? I really don't know. I want to remind you, by the way, that the Lubavitcher Rebbe used to tell Israel all the time, he said, don't announce settlements. Just build. Right. Just build. Right. Don't talk about it. Just do it. He, he always used to tell that to, to, to the state of Israel. I think that's the, you know, the, the best recommendation. Just move on with the process and try to get it off the radar screen and just try to keep moving. You still there, Yishai? Yishai Fleischer from Israel. I have a feeling that uh, things went uh, dead on his end here uh, uh regarding his phone line it is uh america let's see if we can reconnect to him it is america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world in the web at nachomsegel.com on the nachomsegel network and of course on the uh, beloved nsn app uh weekly update returns next week malcolm Holine is traveling not able to join us. I want to thank Yishai Fleischer for joining us earlier from Jerusalem. Got his perspective on what's happening in Israel on this uh, amazing world of ours. I thank him.